Hi, I'm Susan Clark. I live in Stockbridge and work for Emory University. I have an amazing husband of 31 years, two wonderful children, a wonderful daughter-in-law, and two wonderful grandsons. I've been a long-time listener of Cadillac Jack and am one of, if not the only one, who has beaten Caddy not once, but twice. I love listening to the podcast. So here's Donna and Caddy with my second act. Susan Clark's claim to fame is that two times she took me down and beat Caddy. That's impressive. I called Susan Clark to just touch base with her and walk her through how to record your intro. And it's a simple process using your smartphone. And we start, we spent probably 20 minutes on the phone. She recalled Donna the exact days that she beat me and sent me the audio from her phone. It was a memorable day. August 21st, 2017, which was the big solar eclipse day. I loved that day. Uh, over three years ago. And then Champions Week, which is something we did with winners on Kimby Caddy. We brought them back for Champions Week. Um, was just this past, or April, a year ago, April. So she's being all braggadocious. And she claims I never sent her her Can't Be Caddy t-shirt, mm. which there's probably some truth to that. That's possible. Those things would stack up in the kitchen. Donna. They would. Donna. So we're going to invite Susan Clark from Stockbridge back to the podcast within the next two episodes. And we're going to play, and we're going to settle this all. We're going to play You Don't Know Jack. Now, You Don't Know Jack is also a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. But I don't own the name. Can't. Beat that guy. Right. Yeah. So, this is going to be awesome. Going to be very nostalgic. When I listened to the tape that Susan sent of her on the radio, she taped it off the radio onto her phone. I was sitting at the dinner table with the kids, and they were all just howling because she took me down, even during Champions Week. It was quite embarrassing. So uh, going to be very nostalgic. Look forward to that. The rematch. Maybe, maybe a little rusty. All right. Welcome. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Are you excited about Labor Day? Boom, boom. Ah. It's just another day, isn't it? Well, it seems I've done nothing but labor since mid-March. What are you is talking that right? about? Or I've actually just been napping. I haven't been laboring. Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, you know what? I probably don't have a right to celebrate Labor Day. It's not even that. It's just like Labor Day used to be, uh, Labor Day was a really good holiday because it was a Monday and I mean, you, it was a long weekend and there was kind of like a lull in between the, the previous holiday and then Labor Day. It was a long or run. July 4th. Yeah. Or yes, exactly. And so you were very excited and now it's just like, we can't go anywhere. Well, and, you can. Well, not really. The and beaches will be packed. Maybe. I don't yes. know. I don't Please. know. But also there's this thing of like your house is your job. So is your boss even still going to be calling you on Labor Day? Like, I don't know. I think mine will be. But I mean, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Halloween because I think Halloween is a holiday for the pandemic because you wear a mask if you think about it, right? I hadn't thought about that. Yes. And your candy is wrapped. That means you can't get any of that weird rogue candy that the people try to give out, like in a bucket. What was that candy when you were a kid? Those peanut butter things. They were orange. They came in orange wrappers and black wrappers. Yeah. And they tasted like... Like a caramel almost. But, but it wasn't. Yeah, it right. would like pull every one of your teeth out. Mrs. Watkins used to give away toothbrushes. Mean. No, it's not. I, thought, I love Mrs. Watkins. 
Would she give candy out with the toothbrush? No. No. And then there's always somebody that gives fruit. It's like, what? No, thank Come you. On. Yeah, no. Probably at like a dentist or something, but it's like, please. No. Please give me a Hershey bar. Remember that, yeah, there was always the and one not the family. Fun size. I want the no, sheer the full size. size. Full size candy bar. Remember that was always that rich family that gave out the full size? Yeah. Not the fun size? That's not our house. And then you would put all your candy we out? Cut, we cut our, our fun size in, in half. Or many junior fun sizes. Yes. And then you would put all your candy out on the floor, like with, with did you do that with Julie and you or your friends, and you'd trade your candy? We didn't even speak when we were kids. Okay, that is so. not true. You did speak when you were kids. Uh, all right. Oh gosh. You're Halloween. Just right. Stirring the pot. Well, anyways, I'm excited for Halloween. And if you are excited for Labor Day, have at it, you know? All right. So on the way here to the Appen Media Group and Appen Podcast Network today, tell me about your hype song. Well, I think I've done a big disservice to the um, hype song, the Spotify hype song playlist, because there is no Bruce Springsteen on the list. And I don't, I don't want to go into this. My but eyes are closed. I know. This is just disturbing at best. You're not a Beatles fan. <sighs> you're not an Elvis fan. And you're not a Bruce Springsteen fan. But yet my entire life I've worked in the music industry. It's insane. Well, I, I mean, I have my, I, I have my favorites. Are you a Grateful Dead fan? No. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, anyway, somehow we still came to be, the two of us. But I am a huge... Well, it was that night that I went to your house for our first date to watch the CMA Awards. Remember that? Yes. Okay. And you fried chicken? All right. Let's stay. You knew how to get to my heart. It was through the chicken. Okay. Let's stay in the the present. So, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. I'm adding Bruce Springsteen, Badlands. Never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. It's such a great song. I know the Born in the USA song. Okay. Is that him? That's him. Yeah. yeah that's Bruce Springsteen. That's the only one I know. Yeah. That's what's, Bruce Springsteen. What's Badlands about? It sounds like a, a TV show on Netflix. You or just got to listen to it. Okay. It's just so good. Um, anyway, I have I'm a- gonna use, I'm going to use one of my six daily skips on Spotify. Feel free. Well, feel, Donna, you feel hello, free. Welcome. Yeah. You Goodness. feel free. Because I use mine on Abby. Okay. <laughs> from, from Travis Denny. Yes. So hey, you got a couple on there too. Come on. What What, what would you take back? If you could, I would take back Kanye. Uh, that yeah, all of mine or Closed yours. On Sunday. All what the ones. Well, about? all of the ones that I don't really that I skip over and that I don't want to listen to well, are funny. yours. All the ones that I won't listen to and skip over are mostly yours. Well, there we go. Something for everyone. Tutti fruity. I mean, come on. It was. His Who wants death to drive day? down like the road with your windows open, blaring tutti fruity? <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even pick a good Kanye song. It was like this. Closed on Sunday. Yeah. You're about your number one with a lemonade. Anyway, back to Bruce Springsteen. Him. I have a story. About Bruce Springsteen? About Clarence Clemens. Who's he? The big man that played sax. He played the saxophone. Yes. Wasn't it the E Street Band? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. What happened to Clarence? Well, let me tell you. So I went to, I used to go to a ton of, of Springsteen shows. And like, I went with this group of people that were all into Bruce Springsteen. It was just like a group of us. And we would go to different cities to see them. So we went to New Orleans to see them at the Superdome. And it was just a weekend of debauchery. Let me just tell you that. I can't imagine. Yeah. So on the we, on the way home, okay, we got to the airport. We're flying Delta from New Orleans to Atlanta. And we're walking and we had gone through all the checkpoints and all of that stuff. And it was the area where you're kind of sitting before you're waiting to board the plane. And, you know, you're going back and forth to the bathroom. The and Yeah, the gate, all that stuff. So I look down and there's this laminated card <laughs> on the floor and a license. And I pick it up. Now, bear in mind, we had just seen Bruce Springsteen 
the night before, okay, at the Superdome. And Clarence, for anybody who's a huge Springsteen fan, like Clarence is the man. He's the big man. You know, like everybody loves Clarence and he's passed away now. Just such a great guy. And so I look down and it's Clarence Clemens' driver's license and his hip replacement card. I'm not even kidding. His what? You know, like how, like, okay, so you've had a heart attack and you have that little card that says that you have stents. Right. So that that if you're ever yeah. injured, the paramedics and fire and your doctors know where your stents are. Well, he had one because he evidently had an artificial hip. And I don't know if it was like titanium or what the situation I it, was. I bet it put off the alerts. Like I think a TSA, it did. And so he had a car. Yeah. So he had this car. So I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is Clarence Clements. And so two of the people that I was with were like, you should keep that. It's worth a lot of money. I'm well, like, this is hip replacement this card. This is hip replacement card. This poor man needs his hip replacement card. Where's his driver's license? Well, so I'm looking Where around. Where did he live? I don't recall. Jersey? No, he Florida. He lived in Florida. Okay. Um, but he was nowhere in the gate, of course, because he was probably like in the lounge or somewhere or some, I don't know, somewhere. So I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So we go, you know, they're calling to board the plane. And we get on the plane and it was, a, it was a, I mean, it wasn't a huge plane because it was, you know, New Orleans to, to Atlanta. And he, I said, I have something of someone's, because I knew he was in first class. I said, I have something of someone's that fell out in first class. And they were like, the flight attendant was like, well, okay, I'll give, is it like, because they could see it was like a license and everything. And they're like, well, I'll give it to him. And I'm like, well, I would like to give it to him. And they were like, no, I'll give it to him. <laughs> She was like manhandling me. She was like, you know, keep going down the aisle to your seat to 44E by the bathroom. You know what I mean? And so she was like, I'll give it to him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, I mean, there's nothing I could do. So she gave it to him. So in the middle of the flight, okay, in the middle of the flight, and you know how I don't like to fly. And I, I was very queasy from the night before. All of a sudden, I look up and from First class. You can see him coming with a saxophone. He's big. I mean, he's a big guy. Big. Is he playing the sax? No, he's that would have been cool. Now that would have been something if the curtain had parted and he was playing the sax. He comes down the thing and he said, Was there someone in the cabin that found my I, I think he called it like my ID card or whatever? I mean, I shot up out of my seat, <laughs> like stepping over people that I saw. I was like, that was me. That was me. That was me, Mr. Clemens. And he was like, Bless your heart, sweetheart. You are so sweet. And he signed my boarding pass. Okay. With the Sharpie that I dug out of my purse and asked him if he would do. And I mean, the people, I would say 60% of the plane had probably been at the show last night and they were all clapping. They were like, Clarence, Clarence. Because they didn't know. Get he, out your sacks. Yeah. Because they didn't know he was even in first class. The other 40% were like. Who is this? Who guy? is this dude? And what is this woman's yeah. deal? <laughs> was he reluctant to sign your boarding pass? Or? No, he could not have been nicer. And I've got it at home somewhere. Do you think I have a lot of stories that just you don't even know about? <laughs> yeah. I, we've been together 20 years. I've never heard I, that you found Clarence Clemens' yeah. hip replacement ID card Yep, and driver's license at the New Orleans airport. Yep. And, and you were on this. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. All was, right. Wasn't there a song that he did with some rock guy? Jackson Brown. What was it? Because I remember when I was a child listening um, to a song. Because, I again, I'm not a, a boss. I won't say I'm not a fan. I've just never listened to his music, which I guess that means I'm not a fan. It was that one where the, but, and he sang and he played the sax. It was like, I know the, you're a friend I know, of mine. You're, yes, I, yeah. know, I know the name from a collaboration of some sort. That's a great song. You're a friend of mine. You're, 
Is it the Woody one from Toy Story? No, that's different. You're you've a got, friend. No, you've got that's a you've friend got a friend in me. In me. That's not it. That's not. This is you're a fr- okay. Sing it. Why? I, <laughs> um. You're a friend of mine. mine. Here's one thing I, I know. know. Yep. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's eighties. It had to be in the mid eighties. All right. I want to add that. Song Let's do it. To the Caddy and Donna Spotify it, yeah. hype song playlist. Let's do it. That'll so a double a dose one. of Clarence Clemens, one with the boss, Bruce Springsteen, and one with a Jackson Brown in a duet. Yep. Okay. And you just know if you ever lose something like your Here's hip card, I'm here for you. Okay. Like I lose my stint card? Yeah, I'm here for you. <laughs> I had a heart attack when I was very young. If yes. You knew the podcast, by the way. I was 42 and very healthy and actually exercising at the time, swimming laps in a pool. Yes. After I'd gotten off the Adominizer. That might have been what did it. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but that probably did it. All right. We are super excited to be featured in the upcoming Radio Inc. annual podcasting report. What? Yeah. Did John not tell you? No. Yes, they reached out. We're going to be, we're going to, they're going to have a feature on what? Cadillac Jack, my second act. And also Hustle, the podcast that you do with Bill Rawlings and Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. What's the story about? It's phenomenal podcasters, of I course. Love that. I love mean, What else would it be? I love that. <laughs> some, was... some of the most successful podcasters in the history of the podcasting world. Wow. I think that's what the subject line looked like. I'll have to look back at my phone and, I left it in my truck. Wow. Yeah, but no, it's very exciting. We're excited about that. Yes, very excited. All right, let's do some uh, music news since we are classified by Apple as a music podcast. We uh, don't necessarily agree with that. We say more semi-music podcast. Carrie Underwood. This is one thing I don't need. I'd rather be hit in the head with an anvil (laughs) than have to listen to Carrie Underwood sing Christmas songs. Because it's Carrie or... You're not a big Christmas music fan. I got to be honest with you. I'm not either. Now, I love a, I love like a Silent Night or a Little Drummer Boy in church. But those songs have been covered by, and those are, both of those are songs that she's going to cover. It's called My Gift. Yeah. I mean, I, I do love. Haven't them. those songs been done enough? No. And that's what I'm saying. I like them in the realm of being there Christmas Eve and all that, but I have never. And I don't know why. We've talked about this, you and I just together. We've never been those type of people where, like, start cranking the music November 1st. No, we don't even play on Christmas Day. No. Well, we do sometimes. We do that fake log thing. The Yule log. Yeah, and it has the music. When we would play Christmas music at the former Kicks 101.5, I would leave the studio because I just couldn't handle it. Like, Tug, you know, there was a a run, like a 10-year run with, with Dallas and Tug and myself. Back in the heyday, kicks one one five. Tug and his wife Laura love Christmas music, so Tug would crank up every song and sing along and dance like an elf. Oh, I love that Dallas, about him. Dallas, if I recall, was not a fan. Yeah, I can't see her being the of, of, yeah. of, of Christmas music. I would leave just because I couldn't. I couldn't. Do you think it. he's a fan because he's really a fan, or is no, he just like happy no, no. wife, happy life? He, no, Tug. I think deep down, Tug Cowart. Hey, and he's my best friend today. I think that he hates country uh, Christmas music, but he. He pretends that he loves it for his wife, Laura. I don't know. Because like they go caroling and things. But I mean, that's I, what I'm I saying. turn my I, light off when the carol is coming. I don't Carolers think he would take it that far. Like if he was in the studio and Laura's not there, then why would he dance no, around he like would. an elf? He would. And sing, like harmonize with, with the, the pig. Who's the pig? The, the, the blue Christmas. <laughs> I'll have a blue. The, the, the pig, Donna. Seymour Swine. Oh, right. What's his name? That <laughs> sings Blue Christmas. Yes. Yeah. I hope yeah. we're not Grinches. I mean, we love Christmas. I just don't love Christmas music year round. All right. It's coming out September 25th. 
And uh, little drummer boy, she's going to have her own little drummer boy. Uh, what's his name? Isaiah, who is her five-year-old son, is going to join her for that song. Um, Does that make you want to listen to it more? Or? Less. Less, okay. And I was already at like 3%. Okay. So you can actually now cancel out Carrie Underwood, my gift, that I did not pre-order. And she's doing some of the classics. Dolly's also got a Christmas album coming out like the first week of October. It's called a Dolly Holly Christmas or Holly Dolly Christmas. Yeah, I would listen to that. (laughs) No, thank you. I would listen to that. All right, Carrie Underwood is going to be part of the debut of NBC Sunday Night Football, which is September 13th. She's been part of this for years, and the song is Waiting All Day for Sunday Night. They have redone that. They've repackaged that song to use in the intro, a new recording that they did in a uh, studio in Nashville. And the opener on the first night is going, you're not going to see extras in the stadium or the studio, but it's going to have uh, featured user-generated content from fans and for the first time cameos from NFL players. Now, she took over that slot from Faith Hill. Yes. Who did it for years. And then Hank Jr. before that. Yeah, it's interesting. No, Hank was ABC Monday Night Football, my bad. Well, but I mean, I think it's interesting how they've always used a country artist, you know, with football. And, and two females. Good for them. All right. You're excited about Chris Stapleton. I am. I I mean, new album. Um, it's going to be called Starting Over. And the thing that I think I'm the most excited about is two of the former members of the Heartbreakers from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Mike Campbell and Ben Montench. I mean, they're like founding members, wrote a ton of songs, like a ton of Heartbreaker songs. They're going to um, be guests on the LP. I think it's going to be great. It comes out November 13th. And um, I just think it's going to I think it's going to have a really cool Tom Petty vibe in a way because he plays. I was trying to tell you, it's like the organ, whatever that Tom Petty sound is. You know, it's just there's definitely a sound that you when you'll be able to hear it, I think, with these two being involved in the project. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you? No. Okay. so let's get this straight. You're not a Christmas fan and you're not a Chris Stapleton fan. I respect Chris Stapleton. I, I think he's a tremendous songwriter. I'm just not a fan of his sound. It's not that it's a bad sound. I'm just not a... a, a yeah. Does that make me bad? Are you looking at me like I just no. flattened your tires or something in the parking lot? No. I think it's because it's kind of like um, more like... Like you like happy, upbeat music. You know? Some I of do. his stuff yeah. can be a little heavy. I like it. I love yeah. it. I like it. I love it. All right. Steak Diane is a part of the new September menu at Dinner Affair, and they put a rub on it. It's, it's Dijon mustard and black pepper, and then you sear it with olive oil to lock in all of those juices, and then they have a sauce that's made from those juices and red wine and Worcestershire and tomato and a touch of cream to create a nice velvet texture. It's absolutely delicious. And here's the thing with Dinner Affair. Whether it's the fish, the chicken, the pork, or the beef, you're always going to get a great piece of protein. And they now have sides available from Dinner Affair. And you can choose your own a la carte or the chefs at Dinner Affair can pair the sides for you. For instance, the Steak Diane dinner from Dinner Affair, the chef suggests that you pair it with their uh, roasted red potatoes and their asparagus tips. Ha, you had me a Steak Diane, but throw in some roasted red potatoes. And here's the thing about asparagus. What do I do with my asparagus any, every time anyway? Heat cut it the in stalk. the oven. Yeah. Well, but I cut the stalk off and just eat the tips. Oh. With the side available now from Dinner Fair, you just get just the tips. Oh, that's awesome. Here's the thing I love about Dinner Fair is it's 30 minutes or less, fewer steps. I mean, we're all in that mode again where we're trying to save time. So if you have been waiting and waiting and waiting and you keep hearing us talking about it and you're like, I really need to do that. I really need to use that code. $30 off any size package is a very generous code. 
very generous. I mean, you're going to be able to get meals for your family for a month, in some cases for under $100. No shopping, chopping, washing, measuring, and easy cleanup. I know that when I get home later today, I'm going to order the dinners for us for the month of September. And for me, it's like a little hide being a little kid and being told to flip through the Sears book and pick out oh, the his, wish book, whatever it was, mm-hmm. Toys R Us, to, to pick out things that you want for Christmas. Like you'd circle them and dog ear the page. So your mm-hmm. mom or more, more importantly, your grandmother um, would see those high ticket items. But same, same thing with the brand new menu. Every month it changes 15 brand new meals. Kung Pao chicken is on there. Uh, dinner share, a uh, dinner fair chefs recommend that you uh, pair it with their Jasmine rice, mixed vegetables, pork tenderloin with bell pepper marinade. The chefs at dinner fair suggest that you pair it with their side of mashed potatoes and roasted Parmesan zucchini. $30 off that first order. Caddies the promo code dinner, A-F-A-R-E dot com, dinneraffair dot com. The Hurt 911 Injury Group is a team of elite lawyers and doctors. They have offices all over, clinics all over too. The Hurt 911 Injury Group's top priority is helping you when you have been injured in a car accident. You need to get the medical treatment and documentation needed to receive maximum compensation for your personal injury claims with that one call to 1-800-HURT-911. You get a uh, top shelf attorney, but again, you also get the doctor too with that one call. Injured in an accident, call the HURT-911 Injury Group at 1-800-911. They focus on giving you immediate treatment and taking it to the justice system to get you the compensation that you deserve. Big money, everybody. With me, big money. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number 1-800-HURT-911. I took our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia, on a field trip. Not a classic daddy-daughter field trip, but a field trip. Well, and it wasn't a school-sanctioned exactly. field trip. Either. It's not like we got on buses. Although she, I think she learned more on your field trip than she probably learned all last week. The one thing that I cherish from being in Trestor Radio in Atlanta since I was 19 years old, my entire career for 26 years at the same station, and also now joining those same friends from Trestor Radio in the podcasting world, you meet a lot of people from all walks of life that truly become your friends. And one of those people is Melissa Cape. And Melissa came down to see us when we did an yeah. appearance on behalf of the podcast. At the at auto show. Group, at yeah. the uh, auto show in Atlanta. Yep. Back uh, in winter. And uh, we've kept in touch, like I do with a lot of people. Melissa works at the Gwinnett County Medical Examiner's Office and Morgue mm. in Gwinnett County, uh, which is 30 miles northeast of the city of Atlanta, the second county, second largest county in the state behind only Fulton. Our daughter, Olivia, for years now, has been a part of the criminal justice forensics track at her high school. Yeah, you had her at morgue. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, where are you going, Dad? You're like, to the morgue. She's like, can I come? So Melissa reached out and said, hey, we'd love to have you over and give you a tour. And I said, I would love that. And I would. And I said, hey, I understand we can't do this. And I didn't tell Olivia I was doing this beforehand. I said, is it, would it be possible to bring Olivia? You met her at the auto show. She's 17 on the CJ track in high school. She's like, absolutely, bring her. So when I told Olivia, I oh, gave her like a day, so a heads up, a day heads up that we were going to uh, the morgue and the medical examiner's office. I don't know that she slept that night. She was so excited. I was too. I was super excited um, and learned so many different things from this two and a half hour visit with Dr. Carol Terry who is a chief medical examiner in Gwinnett County, and also Melissa Cape, who gave us a tour and introduced us to everybody. This is a brand-new facility, uh, opened about three years ago, $5.7 million. 
Wow. The previous morgue, Donna, in Gwinnett County was a 1,000-square-foot office in the bottom of the Gwinnett Police Department headquarters. One thousand. That that's That's the size of my third apartment in Atlanta. Yeah, and especially for a county that's growing that fast, that was not going to work, I'm sure. I think the new morgue can hold 24 bodies. Hmm. The old morgue could hold like three. Hmm. And the, the smells would waft up in. I'm telling, but Don, hang on. The smells would waft up through the police department, through the through the vents and things, the, the smells that you smell at a medical examiner's office. It's a, is it okay to say it's a beautiful facility? Because it is. It is. And I learned that they specifically built this new office in morgue off of Hurricane Shoals Road, which is near the Gwinnett County Jail, the big, the big jail for Newark County. They built it in the flight path of Briscoe Field, which is a private airport in Gwinnett County, because they did not want the media to be able to hover their choppers over the building when there was a high-profile case. Oh, that's pretty and fascinating. And was coming in. Is that's that fascinating. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's all about privacy for the deceased, the descendant, I think is what it's Okay, it's not a descendant. It's- what is it? What is it? What does it call someone who's dead? They're uh, Melissa used the term a couple of times. Deceased. They're deceased. A descendant is who you descend from, <laughs> like a relative. Wouldn't be. It's a. De- it's deceased. Okay. They, you're not. They, you're not deceased. Okay. They've you're passed deceased. on. They've, they've Correct. They've gone over the rainbow bridge. Right. Is that that's for pets, though, isn't it? So I also learned while we were there that if you die or pass of COVID-19, you continue to be hot. You continue to carry the disease. So In whether, death? Yes, after death. Mm. So they have to handle those bodies extra super careful, and they put a towel over the mouth. Okay. And the, what? <laughs> they put a, a towel over the nose and the mouth because that's the only two ways that you would get infected by them, right? Breathing in, breathing out, breathing on them. Okay, I don't feel like you are. <laughs> well, they're not breathing. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's true, but I guess maybe there are fumes that still come out. Okay, Post, I'm gonna, posthumously. This okay, posthumously. Okay, <laughs> I think this would be a good time for me to bring up Pod Peep Janice, who after the last. Are you stealing the segment from me? You're really doing this. No, I'm you? just. I'm just going to tell you. No, it, you can go back to your segment, but I want to tell you that Janice said after the last pod when you talked about the possum. Okay, Janice didn't reach out to me on the show podcast text line. How did you hear from Janice? She reached out to me. Okay. And she said. What she have to say, Janice? That uh-huh. she thinks that you should do a disclaimer because she was listening to the podcast in her car, eating her biscuit, and it almost made her sick. And it probably time. was the part where I talked about the grill tongs just yes, clipping hair. Exactly. And, and not that the body. It, I couldn't get a, hold, I couldn't get a yeah. tight grip on the body. So I'm wondering if this. Of the gonna, opossum. Yes, this may trigger her as well. So, this, But this is life. Well, it's actually death, but (laughs) anyway. Dr. Terry, the Gwinnett County Medical Examiner, she is a native Gwinnettian. She was the valedictorian of her class at North Gwinnett High School. Wow. She did everything here in Georgia. She went to Emory and was a double major with a Bachelor of Arts in Religion and a Bachelor of Science in Biology. She graduated in three years. I'll leave that right there. Mic drop. Yeah. 
such a nice person and was a, a, a listener back in the Tristor radio days because Dr. Terry has rescue dogs and she in 2009 adopted sugar or spice or I forgot the time. It's one of those two uh, from Dr. Good and the Homeless Pets Foundation. Wow. And so, she, yeah, had a she goes back a long time. Sugar. Because we adopted Sally from the Homeless or Pets. Or Twixie. Okay. It, They're on her desk. She's also a big Lego fan because she said to me it helps with my concentration and also my dexterity. Because she gives sense. autopsies, I mean, multiple auto- autopsies a week. Um, and, and so her entire office is nothing, Donna, but the most massive Lego sets put together under shadow boxes that you've ever seen in your entire life. Now, I'm not saying this about Dr. Terry. However, so, like I've, I've, I used to be a huge fan of autopsy. And some of these like people that do the autopsies and medical examiners, they're quirky. What are you doing? Well, I don't mean that with her. I'm just saying that, think about it. You're doing autopsies. I'm not saying this about her, but it takes a special type of person to do an, to do, come in, that's your job, to come into work and do autopsies on bodies day in and day out. But look at the service that you provide oh, to absolutely. families. You're able to help families gain closure. closure. Yes. No, Whether I, good or bad. No, I told, I'm not, They have two autopsy stations. We went in the back, which uh, is where they bring the, you know, they don't, the hearse doesn't come anymore to the medical examiner to pick up a body that's in like a cargo van from Enterprise or something. And they pull in and they wheel them out. Well, that sounds horrible. They move them to the van, like on those metal tables that you see in all of the, the medical docudramas yeah. and, and reality shows and things. And then from there, there's a outgoing cooler and there's an incoming cooler. And the outgoing cooler was full. So we chose not to go in there. But we did go into the incoming cooler, the mo- actual morgue where they store the bodies. And there was a body in there mm. in a body bag. And so we went through there into where they do the autopsies. And they're actually, there are three autopsy, station, uh, autopsy stations where they, you know, there's drains in the floor, uh, all different kinds of medical utensils and saws and um, things that they crack your chest with. You know those things? I don't have one because I don't have any tools. But you know the tool like that you would trim your rose bushes with? Where is this going? You know what I'm saying? It has like the hook on the end of it, you know? And you just put it down on the root and go. Yes. I don't have one. Yeah. But I knew what it was. And Mm -hmm. I recognized them in the medical examiner's office in the autopsy rooms. And that's what they use. I I don't know that theirs came from like the Home Depot. But it's the exact same tool. And they just put it under your. Oh. Okay. All right. And crack it. It was a fascinating day. Here's what Charlotte said when she got home and she knew that Charlotte didn't go. No, I know when she got home from school and she knew where you guys had been. And I was telling her, you know, some of the things about the morgue. She goes, I'm glad we skipped that field trip. Oh, it was fascinating. (laughs) It was absolutely. uh, Why? I think Olivia would agree. One of one of the best days we spent together. Yeah. Well, no, she she loves. Yeah, no, she she loves forensics. She loves criminal justice. She loves investigations and things like that. And we got a private two and a half hour tour because of Melissa Cape and Dr. Uh, Terry. And I just want to thank them. It was very kind of them to to, do um, that. We went to Taco Mac afterwards. Oh, I could have done that. I don't know that I could have done that. We did. Um, But it was a really, really cool day for us to spend together. And I appreciate that. And there are so many opportunities that just from making friends with people from all different walks of life, as I said earlier. Uh, Patty Mender reached out to me because she knew that uh, from listening to the podcast and also in radio, I was doing my hobby was court hopping, courtroom hopping, meaning I was an observer and I would go into courthouses around Atlanta and I would spend my day um, observing to make sure that the judicial system is being run in the way that it should be 
Because if you're a citizen of the United States, you have that right. You can go into any courtroom in any courthouse in America and sit and yeah. observe. And it's your right, yeah. And yeah. so Patty is the chief clerk for the Georgia Appellate Court. And she reached out like three weeks ago and was like, Caddy, when things clear up a little bit, we'd love to have you down. I was like, to the appellate court? Like, that's huge, huge. Like downtown Donna and the Nathan Deal Government Center, that new place they built. The new I building, love that. that's where they are. I love the fact that people are encouraging your hobbies too. It's nice. So great to daddy daughter field trip. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody. If you, um, I'll say this, before we got to the studio today, Donna was eating and I have a huge headache right now because my misophonia flared up when you were chewing on ice and eating corn on the cob. I was having leftovers. At the table. Mm-hmm. And I was working on my laptop at the same table. And it was distracting. You had cooked this amazing meal last night and our internet was down and I had to go away and use the internet somewhere. So I didn't get to partake of the meal. So I thought, you know what? It was just loud. I'm I mean, going to eat meal this was like, yeah, well, it was sure, fabulous. But, but, but chew softer. So it gives me great anxiety and also pain and maybe even depression. And so that seems very, I know that one way I can get relief is with CBD gummies. Okay. They have several brands of the hemp pharmacy. They have Liberty, they have CBD infusions, twinkle stars, and they have their own hemp factory brand. And they come in 10 to 25 milligram gummy bears. They're edibles, but they're gummy bears. There are several studies that suggest that CBD has anti-anxiety efforts, possibly because it alters the brain's response to serotonin, that chemical that you have in your brain. Which is a natural way to relieve anxiety and depression. CBD is a legal product. Um, It's important that you know that. And in order to figure out, you know, what's the best stepping stone, where do you start um, I would suggest you go in and just have a conversation with Christy and Richard. Christy and Richard Roth own Hemp Pharmacy. That's pharmacy with an F. It is farm because the products are sourced naturally. And um, they are incredibly well-versed in all of the product. So if you step in there and you're overwhelmed, if you hear us talking about it and you're overwhelmed. Or you hear us talking about it and you're interested. Right. Give it a try. It is all legal product. We're Ask t- the questions you want from Christy yeah. Richard. And you will get, you know, for sleeping instead of, you know, I think a lot of people, I was talking to someone the day they're they're they get hooked on almost taking like Advil or Tylenol at Which night. Which is not good for a it's, lot of different it's reasons. It's not good for your, your digestive liver. System. It's not good. For, it, it's Makes not. Your, I mean, your tummy is just weak as a kitten. So do some, you know, look at doing some things naturally. And I think you'll find the relief you need and you won't be taking medicine all the time. CBD gummies uh, is an easy way, discreet way, to take CBD for pain relief, depression, anxiety, other conditions too. The Hemp Pharmacy, Windward Parkway, right in front of the Home Depot. If you just drop by, ask a couple questions, uh, no purchase necessary at all. They'll toss you, mention the podcast, and they'll toss you an edible as like a bonus. And I'm talking, you get like a 500 milligram candy bar, you can get uh, suckers as well. And if you are interested in CBD, and you want to place an order for the first time, and you've talked, visited with Christian Richard, or done your own research, which you need to do online. Uh, I have a huge discount for that first order that you make from the Hemp Pharmacy. Reach out to me on social media, direct message, or you can text uh, the show line, the podcast line, and uh, I'll reach out and we'll get it done. Huge first offer, uh, first purchase offer, big discount. American made, third party lab tested, locally owned and operated. The Hemp Pharmacy Gallery Furniture has been around for over three decades. In Gainesville in Hall County. 
if you are from Atlanta, you go back and you know, ask for the Wolfman. You know, ask for Donna. It's a family, locally owned business, and you know that we love and, and really only partner with businesses just like that. Yeah, and just because gallery has been around for a long time does not mean that the furniture or the product that they have out there is dated. They have all of the newest styles. They have this beautiful tufted bed. You know what a tufted bed is? I don't, Donna. Well, like the headboard is like fabric and it's just beautiful. And so they have that. They have modern dining sets. They have this beautiful love seat combo and recliner right now that is on sale. Um, you can save $1,100 on the sofa love seat combo. You can save $400 on the recliner. It is power electric. And what that means is when you sit down, feet are tired, you're exhausted. You sit down, push one button, get to raise up your feet and, you know, sit and sit with your family. We're all gathering as a family, whether it's around a table or around a TV or anywhere. So, um, you know, replace some of those old pieces so that everyone kind of has room to sit together. They have TV stands, entertainment centers that come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and prices. Something for all of your home needs and all at great prices. They offer financing too. Recliners two ninety nine, tons of bedding options, gallery furniture, sixteen hundred Browns Pedro Gainesville. Step in and just say hello to Donna or to Marilyn or to Shane that have been part of the gallery furniture family for nearly uh, for over three decades now. All right, Gainesville, Georgia. Ask for the Wolfman. Statesboro, Georgia, Bullock County, the home of Georgia Southern University. The Eagles, right? Has a bullseye now from the White House as being in the red zone. For partying? Donna, we're in a pandemic. Oh. COVID-19. And they've released recommendations for university COVID-19 testing. Georgia Southern is three and a half hours, maybe? Yeah. From Atlanta? Yeah. We have so many friends, as do you listening right now, who yeah. have kids that have are at Georgia Southern right now or have graduated from Georgia Southern or want to go to Georgia Southern. It's where Luke Bryan yeah. went to college. Cole Swindell went to college there. And we're not picking on Georgia Southern for all of you who have Absolutely kids there. Absolutely not. This, this is, gonna, is going on we've everywhere. We've already seen this problem yeah. nationwide. This is going on everywhere. But this is the first this is the first school that is part of the university system of Georgia That's kind of been that has out. been flagged yeah. by the White House. Yeah. I know three people right now whose kids go there who have tested positive and they're quarantining. The health system there has told them they're overrun and that to kind of treat it, you know, treat the symptoms and treat it like the flu to please quarantine. And you and I were talking about this. Um, I think it's incredibly ambitious to send your kids away to college and believe I'm not talking about once they get it, hopefully if they have been tested positive, they'll do the right thing. But if they just don't feel good or there's a party and there's not enough people there and people aren't wearing their mask, I think you're really asking a lot of your kids if you think that they're going to, in air quotes, do the right thing. I mean, you know, at at that age, I would like to believe that I would have done the right thing, but you're not doing the right thing in general half the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not, uh, you're not in the library every night. And I think part of it too, when everyone comes down on college kids, I also think that I know I felt this way when I was that age, you feel like you're invincible, you know, that nothing can, nothing can get you, you know? I mean, when you're twenties and thirties, you feel invincible. 
It's not until you really forties you start to ache. Well, and it's not your even bones that. Get stiff. And I think you're also because you have kids then, and your kids are getting older. You start to realize that there's this huge weight and responsibility on every decision you make. But because I've heard a lot of people say these kids, they're spreading it all around. Come on, I mean, what do you think they're going to do? I think if you want to keep your child 150 percent safe, you cannot send them to college right now. You just can't do it. You know, maybe no different than sending them to a high school. And you know what? That's your choice. That no, I'm not making any kind of comment on that. I just know that when we went to pick up our son at college, and I remember the last thing he had to do was turn in his um, student ID in order to get some sort of, you know, deposit back or whatever. And he's like, I don't know where it is. I have no, and I remember saying to him, based on what I've been seeing, on the old Life 360, you need to go down to Bubba Garcia's because you're there every day. It's it probably is, where it is. It is in a board somewhere. Stuck in some Stuck menus. in a crack, yeah. Sticky menu. <laughs> in a menu, something, you know, a, a wooden, on, a, on the wooden deck. But I just think it's a lot. And I think, you know, you can't blame the university because you cannot keep, and it's like trying to keep an entire city. It is a mini city. These universities are mini cities, you know, trying to keep them at bay. And I will also say this, I talked to another friend of mine whose son is a freshman and he went away along, you know, a pretty far away away to school and doesn't have a lot of friends there. And he, a lot of these kids up there want to come home because it's so isolating and it's not what they thought it was going to be. Well, it's not what it was. And it's not easy. I mean, think of it. First quarter of 2020. Right. was normal. And not every kid wants to come up and go through Rush or this particular kid was hoping to play intramurals. Um, and he thought he would, you know, he really wasn't more of a frat kid, but he thought I'll play intramurals and meet people there. Well, there's no intramurals. They've all been canceled. And I've had two or three people tell me that their kids almost look, they say they look out their dorm rooms and look down the hall and it's just closed door after closed door after closed door. I think you can't um, negate the fact that's very tough on a freshman who's gone away without their parents and support Experiencing system. so much for the first yeah. time in their life. It's a lot. The University System of Georgia, which oversees all of the universities here in the state, including UGA and basically everybody, has announced that they will waive test score requirements for spring, summer, and fall of 2021 admission. And the reason why is because they don't know when SAT and ACT testing is going to be scheduled because of the pandemic. I know. I have. What actually, does that mean, though? Does that mean like you better really work hard on your essay? Yeah. Well, that's what they said, that they're going to use um, their the main determinant is going to be your GPA. I guess your essay, you know, obviously what you volunteered with. It's going to be an interesting take. You know, these school, um, no matter where you're listening, your state university, because there is so much money you get. You know, if you're a certain level of student to stay in state, um, it's really hard to get into your state university, no matter what kind of student you are. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Bobby from Paulden County is a pop peak for this episode. She just reached out on the text line, 770-464-6024, to say hi and uh, said that she loves when we mention her town, which in Paulden County here in West Atlanta would have to be Dallas or Hiram, Georgia, I would imagine. But thank you, Bobby, for reaching out. Uh, another pod peep, the episode talking about musical cars. We have a 21 and 19 year old at home, plus a spare vehicle and a motorcycle. Our driveway often looks like a used car lot. Oh, no kidding. This happens three, four times a day now where oh. we have to, it's like a Jenga puzzle. 
Well, and it's a matter of time before someone takes someone's bumper off because just trying to park on where someone can, it's not even so much you're blocking. Can you get around the person that's blocking? It's its really without taking off their damage. mirror. Yeah. Rhonda, see a pop peep listening about the yearbook dues was wondering about this year for the students who are digital learning. How do they do picture day? Very good question. Great Rhonda. question. I don't have the answer to that. But we appreciate you listening and reaching out. 770-464-6024. Hey, don't forget, you can tell your smart speaker, say, hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack. And uh, the most recent episode of the podcast will begin to play. Susan Clark from Stockbridge, intro of the show today. She's an Emory University grad. She's been uh, with Emory for, I'm not, she's not a grad, she works at Emory, I'm sorry. For five years, she's in the control controller's office in essential finance. Married for 31 years, had uh, anniversary about two weeks ago. Two children and two grandchildren. And I was talking to Susan on the phone, and I said, you know, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And she's like, I like to run. And I didn't miss a beat, and I said, why? Yeah, exercising is why? overrated, right? Why would you want to run? <laughs> uh, sheer claim to fame, as you heard at the top of the show in her intro, is that she beat me twice during a game that is a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown that during this podcast, within uh, the next two episodes, will be rebranded, You Don't Know Jack, and we're going to settle this once and for all, and you can play with yourself in your car as you listen right? when we play it, all right? She's a George graduate. Go dogs. Yes. Have a small ask of you three things. If you'd be so kind, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Also, subscribe to Caddy Wagon with Officer Richie and Canine Raider and also Hustle, the podcast with Donna and Bill Rawlings, both available now at the same place you are listening to this podcast. Number two, rate and leave a five-star review for the pod, if you don't mind. Helps people find us. Helps with uh, the charts. Number three, show our sponsors some love. And our sponsors include DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAFARE.com, The Hemp Pharmacy, Wimmer Parkway in front of the Home Depot. 1-800-HEART-911 and Gallery Furniture in beautiful downtown Gainesville. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, who is also the curator of our weekly e-letter, The Letter. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get new episodes of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. is in fact in asia uh spotify is not free okay now hang on that was a reference to the bts stuff so you can call them asians can you carl if if korea is in asia indeed in asia then yes you could call them that can confirm it is okay what else all right you got, so we've carl? got korea is in asia okay uh, the spotify hype song playlist is not eight hours okay what is the length we're, we're sitting at a, a little bit below six hours right now okay what that's his embellishment coming through Carl. no it's not okay my app on spotify pulls it up caddy and donna's hype songs at eight hours and 26 minutes what else could that be that's his commercials that he has to listen to oh you both have jokes <laughs> carl and donna have jokes because i i have the the basic yes subscription your basic don and carl are premium Last one is: Do we uh, do we have any thoughts on who sings with Tom Petty? Stop dragging my heart. Oh, that's right. What did you say, Stevie Nicks? I think. No, I didn't. But I think it is Stevie Nicks, isn't Correct it? Correct answer. Yes. Yes. So here's the thing: We've always said we need a crack research department, you know, to come back and clean up these messes that you make. So. Wow, <laughs> it is one way street, I guess. Huh? So now we have Carl. So now we have Carl, our executive producer. Delivering corrections and stuff you read in the paper in small print. Yes, retractions, if you will. All of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much.